from APM American Public Media. This is the American Radio Works podcast. I'm Stephen Smith. For more than a century, American colleges and universities have awarded the bachelor's degree based on how many hours a student spends in class. At most colleges, a degree is based on seat time. But economists argue that the number of college grads is growing too slowly to meet the needs of today's workforce and that there should be a way to give students credit for what they already know without having them spend extra time in the classroom. It's part of a movement in the U.S. for so-called competency-based education. On the podcast this week, we have a report by higher education reporter Kirk Carapeza of WGBH Public Radio in Boston. Owner Robert Freeze runs a manufacturing company here in Pittsfield, New Hampshire. His business, Globe Manufacturing, makes highly customized clothing for firefighters in more than 80 countries. Today, this shop floor looks very different than when his grandfather founded Globe Manufacturing 126 years ago. It's not like the old sewing machines and machinery of yore. And um, so it requires a different employee than what we've traditionally uh, hired into into the factory. Way in the back of the shop floor, workers pull heavy fabric, about eight feet at a time, onto a computer-operated cutting surface. Then they cut all the parts that make up firefighters' clothing. Free says assembling this gear is no longer a modest job. You know, a high school education back in the day was adequate, and yet got automated cutting machines over here that are a quarter million dollars apiece and we need people that can run those. Free says he struggled to find workers who can both run these complex machines and think critically. He isn't alone, says MIT professor Suzanne Berger. These are production capabilities that are going to be very different than those in this country even 10 years ago. So they're going to take skills that we're not necessarily educating people for now. Berger interviewed CEOs of more than 250 advanced manufacturing companies who say they can't find people with the right skills because colleges aren't providing proper training. And that has led some to seek a new student-centered approach. At Southern New Hampshire University in Manchester, President Paul LeBlanc talks about the school's new College for America while taking in a soccer game. SNHU is giving college credit for what students learn and do, rather than time spent in the classroom. LeBlanc says colleges and universities should focus on competencies rather than credits. For hundreds of years, higher education has been based on a bunch of inputs. And that was how many PhDs on your faculty, how big is your library, how grand are your buildings. And with competency-based education, what we say is if you can demonstrate your results, if you can demonstrate the claims you make for the learning, then we care a lot less about how you got people there. And that opens up a world of new innovative uh, delivery models. SNHU recently became the first college to receive federal aid for a program not based on the credit hour or how much time you spend in the classroom, but on taking an online test to prove your mastery of 120 specific competencies, like using logic, reasoning, and analysis to address a business problem. I think that there are many kinds of higher education, and the four-year traditional residential coming-of-age campus, like the one we're standing here uh, today, um, won't go away because it solves a different problem. But I think that a focus on learning outcomes will permeate higher education in the future. For Tammy Bosk, competency-based learning is allowing her to earn a college degree. Bosk works behind the scenes at Globe Manufacturing in Pittsfield. 22 years ago, the Human Resources Administrator dropped out of college to raise her family. 
I told my children it was the one thing that I always wanted to do was to get my degree. This summer, Tammy enrolled in SNHU's online self-paced associate degree program. She'll earn her degree after she proves she can write critically, create a business plan, and use certain computer software. Her goal, she says, is to gain self-confidence and skills to get ahead, and she's already noticed a difference. I was really kind of reserved in thinking that I couldn't do, and I've learned that I can do. With no due dates, students are encouraged to stick to a schedule. The college's first graduate, a sanitation worker in Ohio, completed his degree in three months while working a full-time job. Still, Tammy Bosk admits it may not be for everybody. You have to set your own goals, and if you're not self-motivated, you're not going to keep going. Today, SNHU has about 500 students like Tammy, and that number is growing as the college partners with employers. But it's also gaining skeptics who say the competency-based model could undermine more in-depth learning. Well, it's very innovative. The question is, is it scalable? That's Carol Schneider, the president of the Association of American Colleges and Universities. Schneider has helped to develop degree qualifications at more than 300 schools for what students should know and be able to do. She thinks SNHU's competency-based model won't replace the current higher ed system anytime soon. It is still a very small program with big, ambitious ideas, but it has a long way to go before it can demonstrate that it provides a meaningful alternative to the existing business model for higher education. That's not stopping SNHU, which has plans to expand its College for America to 350,000 students in the next five years. Until then, it's still unclear whether self-directed online learning will develop the kind of adaptive skills that today's workforce requires and rewards. On campus, Kirk Carapeza, WGBH, Boston Public Radio. On Campus Reports for WGBH are a collaboration with the Forum for the Future of Higher Education and are made possible with support from Lumina Foundation and the Davis Educational Foundation. There's a link to the on-campus blog on our website, AmericanRadioWorks.org. While you're there, browse the archive of more than 100 documentary projects and let us know what you think of our coverage. That's AmericanRadioWorks.org. We're on Facebook at American.RadioWorks, and you can follow us on Twitter at AMRadioWorks. Support for American Radio Works comes from the William and Flora Hewlett Foundation, Lumina Foundation, and the Spencer Foundation. I'm Stephen Smith. Thanks for listening. This is APM, American Public Media.